0: Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Good afternoon. Good morning, depending on wherever the world you are. I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. Welcome to Paper Route. If you're listening on SiriusXM Faction Talk 103, we thank you to everybody joining us on YouTube and will be joining us on YouTube. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm here in the studio by my lonesome. There's nobody here. It's just me, myself, and I. And Brandon is still in Chi-Town, fresh off of his first tour date for the i am i am iconic tour with cam newton brandon welcome how was it talk to us
1: ashley you look amazing you're Thank back you. in black you're back in black you so are you uh, yes i know you know we're always going to be in black uh <laughs> it was awesome um chicago always um gives me so much joy gives me so much love so to start here um meant a lot it was a packed house Great experience. I still have my voice. I've, it's been yeah, I've it been sounds a little hoarse. Two three days, but it was awesome, 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 awesome. Can
0: you tell us a little bit? I know that you and Cam have something in the yeah. works with what, what you want to do with this with this tour moving forward, and you don't want to give too much away. But can you tell us what the vibes were? How was it? What you know? What went on? A little bit. Just a little info.
1: Well, first it starts off super sexy, right? Like. How we dress, everybody. I'm talking about the audience, everybody that comes. So everybody came fly. It was a super sexy venue. Is there a dress City code? Winery. No dress code, okay. but I think people understood the assignment and they nailed it. Uh, City Winery uh, is a dope venue. You know, it's wine, candles, lights are low. It was just a mm. mood. And um, then we got into the show. We went a little long, two hours and 15 minutes. We were supposed to do... 90 minutes and um, (laughs) yeah, we just had these cool segments from Passing the Ox where we battled and I, of course, won. Um, Pass the Ox is basically, we go to different genres, right? So like Mm -hmm. I'll start off in hip, we'll start off in hip hop. I'll play a song, then can play a song. All right, who won that one? Who had the better song choice? Um, We'll go to uh, R&B. We went to trap, we went to drill, we went to gospel. And so Cam played some amazing songs, but he missed the assignment. You're in Chicago, Cam. Play Kanye West. Play, mm. you know, uh, King Vaughn, Lil Durk. You know, like he missed the assignment. And so it was easy for me to take that victory. And then we also did some cool things, the check-ins. And that was pretty dope, because we went deep. And then we said, hey, everybody out there, check your, your flyer. And under your flyer, if you have this blue sticky, then come up, join us on stage.
0: Oh, they were
1: able to participate um um in in last night's uh, amazing show when it came to hot topics, it came to just asking us questions, and then also their check-in. So it so was sports awesome.
0: Sports talk, relationship talk, everything in between. Was it all everything, hit last night?
1: Everything, it was awesome.
0: So Thank can you. fans expect another date sometime soon? How did how was the reception that you felt like you can go ahead and, and move forward with this?
1: Yeah. So I, I said this, uh, when did I say this? Was it yesterday or two days ago? Mm-hmm. I am athlete. There's daily, there's weekly, there's on the go, and then there's another bucket and that's events. And this is the thing that I'm most excited about. Last year, we had opportunity to do a couple cities and we sold all, we sold out all of them and uh, Cam participated in the Atlanta one. And cam is a guy if I'm just gonna say he's not a he's an individual he knows who he is right and he likes to run solo and so um for about a year I've been trying to get a, convince him to do this uh tour and then for a couple of years I've been trying to convince him to collab because of he and i's chemistry um and real uh relationship and so you know we already had uh this amazing opportunity so we you know, when you think about this bucket, um, it's going to be more cities. So yes, we'll roll out the next one here in the next maybe week or two. Mm-hmm. we'll do a couple, and then we'll make a bigger announcement come Q1 of ne- Q1 of 24. So maybe January, February, it'll be a bigger announcement. So I'm super excited about this. Cam is special. He's a star. And it's pretty cool. Like, sometimes I can just sit back and just tee him up and let him run for 20, 30 minutes.
0: Can we get a hint on where the next city will be? West Coast, East Coast, down South?
1: Yeah, it would definitely be, I would say, it's going to be in the South.
0: Ooh. It gets
1: cold there. It still gets cold.
0: South still gets cold. Okay, I think I have my guesses. I think I know. I think I know. go Go ahead, guess. Um, Atlanta.
1: Okay, that's a good guess, but keep going. Houston. Mm, that's a really good one too. It gets really cold in Houston, and it's in the South. That's
0: all I got. Those are the only two. Oh wait, no, 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 Charlotte.
1: Charlotte. Yep, that's a good one. Those are the
0: the only three guesses I got.
1: Did you know Virginia was still considered the South?
0: Yeah, the DMV. Like the DMV is weird because like the DMV is kind of the North, but it's not. Yes. Yeah, the DMV is weird. It depends. Is it Virginia?
1: No, it's not oh. Virginia. It's not Virginia, but, you know.
0: <clears throat> I was like, okay. Virginia wasn't on my list. Yeah, those are my only three cities. I got Charlotte. Oh, it could be New Orleans. Someone in the chat said New Orleans it does get cold in New Orleans.
1: Yeah, it does. New Orleans. This is
0: true. Tennessee. I doubt it's Tennessee. I don't see you going to Tennessee. You can't see us in Nashville? And I Nashville? I don't see you going to Tennessee for the second stop. Maybe, like, down the road. But, like, the next stop, I feel it has to have some sort of connection Right, so one right. of you, both of you. So I'm not going Tennessee. I'm gonna stick with Houston, Atlanta, Charlotte. Those are one of my. Those are one of the three. It's gonna be one of those three. That's right. Yeah.
1: Ashley, what do you have going on? Listen, today's going. Let's let's make today a very chill, relaxed show. Yeah. Can we do that?
0: Sure. There's stuff that we gotta dive into, but we can do that.
1: Okay. Really quick before we dive into that stuff. What what do you have going on? Anything cool coming up for you? you I'm know, chilling.
0: Like, I'm good. It's the holiday season. Cuffing
1: All season. All
0: of our time. To- <laughs> no cuffing season. All it of is. Uh, my no, Tommy no. engagements have been fulfilled for the year, so those will pick up next year. Just kind of um enjoying. You know, things get slow come around December. It's when big game for me tonight. Thursday night football. Excited about that. We'll dive into you know that. What that means. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little excited. It feels like a trap game. Feels like a setup. But um, yeah, I'm good. I gotta do more. I gotta do some Christmas shopping that I'm I'm behind on. Have you started yours?
1: Heck no! I'm always Mm-mm. the guy. That starts the day before Christmas, and I always end up in a terrible situation. One time, you know, I was uh, scrambling. So I was us playing with the Jets, and um, obviously, we where do we practice, Ashley, and where do we play?
0: New Jersey. So I drive
1: <laughs> back into the city, and I go to uh, Fifth Ave. Right.
0: The day before Christmas?
1: The day before Christmas. And so, like, I'm trying to figure it out, and I want to make it very special, but it's last minute. And so I go to Hermes, boom. Um, nothing really there. Everything kind of sold out. And then I go into this other place, I go into another place, and then all I see is Cartier.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Right? So I'm like, let me go in there and see if something's nice there. She, she, she. I saw on her phone, like, one day she was looking at this little bracelet. I was like, let me go check out that bracelet. I said, okay, I'm gonna get it, and then they wronged it up, and they said sixty thousand dollars. I said, ah, I got it, and I was like, damn, I gotta stop doing this last minute thing because last minute gets expensive.
0: Damn, so sixty I- bands.
1: Sixty thousand, because it was like the one with all <laughs> diamonds. But she, she, we just had the babies and all of that. Oh, so, so it's like, like a
0: push present.
1: There. No, but it was Christmas, but it was all that going on. Like a border we just moved to New York and all of that. So I was like, it's, it, she's worth it. Go ahead, boom. Sixty thousand dollars, dang! Last minute, so I won't do that this year. But um, I do need to get my babies. It
0: does appreciate in value, though. So it's not like you spent it. I mean, it's not yeah. going to appreciate in your value, but it's a good investment piece. You so know what one, I mean? One
1: hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, listen. You won't reap the, the benefits, but <laughs> it's all in the family. You're right. This is true. Like, like even the bags, like people don't understand. They like, do. Women go out there and you, you purchase the right bag, mm-hmm. like a, like a Birkin, a Birkin, you know, on a second dairy market could be eighteen twenty.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you let the longer it sits, the more it increases in value. So good invest. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have a, you know, a, a free 60 bands lying around, Brandon can definitely gear you in the right direction. If you're looking for a last minute Christmas gift for someone in your life, um listen we're gonna dive into some thursday headlines right now listen as i mentioned dallas cowboys face off against the seattle seahawks two nights and it's one bird they gotta take down before they take down the other bird the following week and that's the philadelphia eagles so everybody wants to know will the cowboys play with their food tonight or will they handle business i'm hoping for the latter but we'll dive into it brandon what you got for us
1: Yeah, so big games um, this Sunday, starting tonight, actually, big game. You could call it a trap game. Mm -hmm. Um, Cream season, Julian Edelman. Mm. It's cream season, Mm. post-Thanksgiving. Football has started, Ashley. Mm -mm. There's a big one here, and it says we have Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts.
0: Was this prior to your pause era? Because I have a hard time believing that Julian Edelman would say cream season and you wouldn't say pause.
1: Well, I still, I don't even know how I'm participating in Paws. Like, it's like, it's like new to me and it's cool, but it's like, it's kind of corny at the same time. It is
0: corny, but I'm just surprised you didn't say it when he said that. Cause that's a little. Yeah,
1: yeah, I didn't No, but I don't, I don't even know what cream season is. We're going to have to ask him what cream season is. I'm telling
0: you what I think. I told you yesterday, I think it's cash rules, everything. Or at least I hope it is. God, I hope it is. Cause otherwise.
1: Yeah. He said, I don't know. I think he said it on Fox. Um, uh, this past week, he said it when we were inside the NFL in Showtime. Uh, the last couple of years, he always says it during this time. It's cream season. It's cream season. Who do you have tonight? Dallas Cowboys versus the Seattle Seahawks. It's cream season. I don't, uh, Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts. Let's go. Let's dive into it.
0: I just can't. Talk I don't. Really, I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Cream season. You don't like it. It doesn't. It doesn't no. flow for me. It just doesn't. It, it's like the word moist. It oh, grosses oh, me oh, out. now I
1: know. Oh. You know what I mean? I remember, I remember what he did, Ashley. So he did this whole little thing, but it's like cream season. I'm like, what the hell is cream season, right? That's when he first came on inside the NFL. And he's like, the cream rises to the crop. That's based. it's... Oh, that's it.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Creme de la creme. There you go. Got there it. You go. it just Thank you, me. Julian. Thank you for that clarification. Now I can sleep at night. Listen... <laughs> As I mentioned, tonight, Thursday Night Football, it's all going down with my Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks as they kick off week 13 of the NFL season. And it's going down in the Big D, that's Dallas, that is, and Dak Prescott playing at an MVP level. And many are taking notice, including Aaron Rodgers himself. Listen to this. And I just want to say, like, he's playing a position in a really impressive way. And for whatever reason, maybe because he's the Cowboys
1: quarterback and it's one of those premier positions in sports, um, like I feel like the Green Bay quarterback has been for a long time and some other you know, positions in, in various sports,
0: he might take a little more shit than, than he deserves or or maybe it's deserving of the position, I guess. But I love the way he's playing, and I love the way he's playing, like really playing. I'm not talking about just like, oh, making good throws. I'm talking about
1: like, it seems more rare that guys are actually really playing a position where you're making adjustments, you're handling everything line of scrimmage. Now you're doing this crazy cadence stuff. Like I love it. And I just want to shout out Dak for like really impressing me. Um,
0: listen, every time I think I'm out on Aaron Rodgers, he pulls me back in. I love that. You know, hearing Aaron Rodgers give praise to Dak Prescott. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest throwers of the football some may say like you say one of the greatest thrower of the football that we've ever seen giving him that type of praise goes a long way because as he said you know the Dallas Cowboys in general are under a different type of microscope it's a different level of scrutiny when you have the star in your helmet it always has been but I think that we've spoken about this on the show repeatedly for some reason Dak Prescott is just held to a much different standard, even outside of the Dallas Cowboys thing, I feel like. He doesn't really get the same type of praise universally sure. as some of his peers do, even when he plays absolutely phenomenal. So hearing Aaron Rodgers give it is fantastic. I love his cadence, here we go, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what do you make of of what A-Rod said about Dak?
1: Yeah, I mean, when it comes from your peers, Um, It's one thing, but when it comes from like one of your peers that are at the top of the top, it means so much. I know Dak is sitting back like, man, I I really appreciate that. Thank you. Because Dak is one of those guys, obviously, that catches a lot of flack and there's a lot on his shoulders. So for Aaron Rodgers to say that uh, not only means a lot to Dak, but it also makes a statement to everybody that's covered in sports or covering the Cowboys. You know, everybody who has an opinion because a lot of times, and this is, we always talk about this. We don't know what these players uh, are responsible for. Last night in the show, I had Cam stand there and I was like, Cam, take us through your whole process in 25, 30 30 seconds, right? Like meaning you got 30 seconds. You have someone in your ear giving you a play. Trips right, Uh, Z Zing. We're gonna go scat protection, uh, make sure you identify the mic, when I mean, you go and go rope, and then we're gonna go Z bingo, X comeback. On three, on three. So somebody is in your ear, now he has to translate that to the, the other 10 guys. Then he has to get to the line, and then he has to identify the mic. Then he has to check, check, slide protection. Oh, come in motion. Oh, ho, ho. Hold, hold. Here we go, hut. Here right. we go. So I, I say all that because Dak Prescott is one of the last ones that's still operating at that level because another thing that he said, Ashley, was, you know, he's like he talked about Tom Brady's statement. He said he certainly wasn't talking about Dak. And this is what Tom was saying, like the excellence. is like Dak is in control. Some of these quarterbacks are being told what to do. Mm. You got two options and that's it, right? And so it's a beautiful thing. And I'm happy for Dak Prescott because there's not too many real ones like that showing how. Uh, awesome he is, and how great of a job uh, he's been doing. Not only this year, like his entire career. Right. Actually, the man had one bad year. Right. Or not even a bad year. He had a he had a bad half of a year, mm-hmm. and they said he sucked. Unbelievable.
0: I also, before I ask you this, I want to uh, give a congratulations to Dak and his girlfriend. He's expecting a baby in March. He's going to be a girl dad. So congratulations. I know he's very excited about that. He spoke about that a little bit to the media. Um, You know, he lost his mom to cancer and said that he really always wanted a girl. And um, I'm so happy that he finally is getting that. So wishing you well, Dak. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to be an amazing, amazing dad. Um, Before we get into this. Hold on,
1: hold on, Ashley. Ashley, Mm -hmm. Super Bowl's in February.
0: Yeah. Baby's doing March.
1: Yeah, so they win the Super Bowl could be then have a parade
0: and then he, he has goes a baby to
1: the world tour. Then he has a baby. The start of 2024 for Dak Prescott might be amazing. Might be amazing. And he's oh a girl
0: dad. And everyone knows when you're a girl, dad, he gives you a different type of level of powers.
1: Oh my goodness. Yes. No? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying that for. Can you, can you imagine this dude, how motivated he is now? I bet it's amazing when you know, when you come home every day and you see that little, Bundle of joy growing. Mm-hmm. You know, your lady's belly. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna go back out there. I'm the man. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can stop me. Right. Like I'm telling you, this is some extra energy. I you would know better know than I would. So <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> haven't, haven't crossed that threshold. Um, before I move on to the schedule, I want to ask you because there's been a lot of conversation about the MVP race and who's in it, who shouldn't be in it. And, you know, social media was up in roar yesterday. Um, Speak, which we know is on Fox Sports FS1, um, pushed back against the idea of Dak Prescott being a MVP winner. Should he mean contention? Yes, but they pushed back against him actually winning the award. Darren Orlowski, however, today said if Dak continues this play, he absolutely can win this award. Where do you stay on Dax MVP contention and how much of it realist how much is it a realistic right. expectation for him to actually win it?
1: Listen, um let's just ask this question. Who's the clear cut winner right now? A lot of times mm, it's it a depends. lot of times a lot of times during this time, Ashley what? It's kind of defined already. Right? Got six games left. So can you tell me right now today, Ashley? No. This is, no, uh-uh. exactly. I right? So yeah. he absolutely has an opportunity to win this thing. Um, there's a few hot hands right now. Obviously, you got uh, the Philadelphia Eagles that are super hot. Um, you know, Kansas City Chiefs are just at, uh, steady Eddie. Um, you know. Don't I'm forget Tyreek. Yeah, but it's kind of cooled off a little bit. It's a tad. And CJ Stroud is special, but. You know, can they continue to, can they keep winning? Dak Prescott, you know, and then you got the Broncos, their five-game win streak, you know, but Russell Wilson's numbers, I wouldn't throw him in that conversation. Dak Prescott can go into the playoffs as the hottest quarterback and doing some amazing things through the air. Like he's top six in a lot of these categories, almost 3,000 yards. How many TDs? 23 TDs? 6 interceptions. Oh yeah, he's definitely in it, Ashley. Can you see him winning it? It so depends on, on it
0: depends on how the remainder of the season goes. I feel like much to your point, there's not a clear-cut winner, and I think because of that, it can go in so many different directions these last few weeks. Dak is certainly in the conversation. Um I certainly think that if he continues to, to win, he has the criteria to win it. But right now, I feel like there's five guys who can win this award. So it's really going to come down to performances week in and week out. And I feel like this is the first time in a long time where there's not a clear-cut MVP winner week 13. Usually around this time, you kind of already know who's going to win it. And we don't. I feel like I can go in so many different directions. And I love that. I don't like the... You know the predictability of the MVP award sometimes because you are a lot of times you know who's gonna go to. I enjoy the fact that we have no idea which direction this is going in.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, this could be an amazing start to 2024 for Dak Prescott. You know, NFL honors. He hoists the MVP trophy. Then he runs out. He probably won't even be there. Go to the go. Go back to the hotel or. Maybe he's in a hotel, mm-hmm. says thank you. Then two days later, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, he's hoisting Lombardi. So, Ashley, this could be your moment. Let's hope and he's not he at the NFL Katie Honors girl?
0: because he's preparing for the Super Bowl. No, crossed. No, but I'm saying, like,
1: I, I, he could go. But most guys that, you know, most guys don't go. Yeah. You know, but there have been guys that that's gone to Honors that also was a part of the Super Bowl, so. He won't go, you nope. know, you you know, Dak is so low key.
0: Well, let's look ahead at their schedule right now. Tough game against the Seahawks. I know that people will say, oh, you know, the Seahawks could be a trap game. Seahawks play great football when they have to. It's not going to go ahead and be, you know, a cakewalk. That's not a team that you can just steamroll. Um, then you have the showdown against the Eagles, the rematch this time in Dallas. Yeah. Obviously, you want to be going into that rematch with a win under your belt. Then you have road games in Buffalo, even though Buffalo's up and down, that's still not a team you could always just brush off. And then Miami, also in Miami, so two road games after that. And then a whole matchup against the Detroit Lions. So I want to ask you, do you trust Dak to be in the MVP race after this tough schedule? And do you think the Cowboys will be in a prime position after this tough schedule?
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is it. This is, what does Julian Edelman say? Scream season. So I was looking at this, <laughs> and I'm like, and Ashley, you just went through the teams. Isn't this what you want? Like, you want this. You want to be going into postseason, you know, knowing that, y'all them, Seattle Seahawks tonight, they can get that done. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, I told you this three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when they went to Philly, I said Ashley, Eagles got the edge here. But when the when the Eagles come, I, I already made my already made my pick. I said when they go to Dallas, I got the Dallas Cowboys. Do you remember me saying that? You did. Okay. So I I love the Eagles, but they lose that one. Buffalo Bills, they're in Buffalo. So uh Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. What are you gonna do, Dak Prescott? They could win all these games. They can win out and be the hottest team. So they absolutely can get this done. They're that good. Dak Prescott's that good. I I see the text, Brian. Brian, our producer, says, well, what if he goes two and three? What happens if Dak Prescott goes two and three down down the stretch? I don't see that happening. I don't. If he does, all hell's going to break loose. That's what's going to happen. That's the easy answer. If Dak Prescott goes two and three down the stretch, all hell's going to break loose. Jerry Jones has to do something. Something has to happen. Coach McCarthy you gotta go. Dak Prescott gotta go. Something has to happen. But I don't see that happening. I don't care about the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't care about Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. I don't care about Tua. And I don't care, if it's in my, that's gonna be a vacation for them. Mm-hmm. They're going to Miami in December, day before Christmas. Oh, my goodness. You couldn't ask for a better
0: setup. Well, listen, the Cowboys have something else to celebrate before we move on. Quarterback Dak Prescott has been named the NFC Offensive Player of the Month. And Mm. Cowboys quarterback, quarterback, cornerback, De'Aaron Bland, has been named NFC Defensive Player of the Mm. Month. So double whammy for the Dallas Cowboys. Congrats, boys.
1: Oh, my goodness. Congratulations there. Ashley, uh, uh, Brandon Flowers, mm-hmm. uh, he said this a couple of weeks ago: "Losing is contagious. Winning is contagious." Sure is. There's a few players that I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for right now: Russell Wilson. You know, and I, yes, guys, like I know my relationship with Russ, but when you get beat down for a year straight, that is brutal publicly a lot of us can't even understand it right because we've never been in that situation but to be publicly ridiculed for years straight and you open up twitter they're talking about you you go on instagram you post something nice on instagram i just gave away Russ wilson in this year just gave me a million dollars half the comments you're trash you're coke you're washed you go outside people looking at you crazy you might be pumping your gas a fan drive by say something wild. this is true and then all of a sudden you start winning what they say, how you kill him, kill him with uh success with winning, or what they say?
0: Kill him What's with kindness?
1: Saying? No, not kill him with kindness, kill him like, with
0: oh, so yeah, kill him with success.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: And so success for success is the best Wilson, revenge
0: or something like that.
1: Yeah, there you go, there you go. So for Russell Wilson, five games in a row, you know how he's feeling? And then Dak Prescott. We crushed Dak Prescott for damn near a year. Talking about he needs to be traded, cut. Don't sign or whatever they say, they say cut. But for now this man to go a month straight on a straight heater, Offensive Player of the Month, like you losing is contagious, winning is contagious. So what I'm saying is now this dude is just in a space where he's only gonna be better. His confidence is through the roof. Who knows what December's gonna look like for him. This is true. Everybody should be on alert with the Cowboys for real. I think that – I'll be quick here, Ashley. I think the Eagles is the team to beat, but I won't be surprised if the Cowboys (coughs) make it to the Super Bowl. And we both – of course you did, but I feel like you got to. I always do. Every year you pick the Cowboys probably. Is that true? It's called
0: manifestation. It's the secret. Has
1: there ever been a year in the last 10 years that you haven't publicly Mm -mm. picked the Cowboys? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, well, see, that's what see, I'm saying. See, I don't have, but you know
0: what's weird? I don't have that same kind of loyalty for, for the Knicks. I think my mm. rationale for the Knicks is a little bit more there. The right. Cowboys, I feel like I'm always, because I feel like the Cowboys are closer than the Knicks. So maybe that's why I'm always like the Cowboys are going. The Knicks, I've never picked them to go to the right. finals in the past 20 but years. But how do you,
1: but how do you pick the Cal, well, I I appreciate it, but how can you pick, I was saying all to say that this year it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. We both pick the Cowboys. I always right? pick them though, and I was nervous. But how do you pick the Cowboys? You know, in the past when you have the Legion of Boom in uh Seattle, right? Doesn't matter. Or,
0: Manifestation, you know, the power of the mind. You know what I mean? Green
1: Bay and Aaron Rodgers, the Packers. You Doesn't know? matter.
0: Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, thank you for that that segue. Um, We're going to go ahead and and talk some A-Rod and the the news that has been circulating and just dominating the news circuit for the past 24 hours, and that's the return of Aaron Rodgers to Jets practice. Less than three months, 79 days to be exact, after tearing his Achilles in week one of the season, there are multiple ways and angles that the Jets quarterback can return. Now, they're all hypothetical, but let's play a little game of, of hypotheticals, shall we? <laughs> so, if the Jets win their next two games against the Falcons and the Texans, they're then sitting at 6 and 7 after 13 games. Do you then think that we could see Aaron Rodgers week 15 down here in the 305?
1: Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Oh gosh. Like, Ashley you you you, talk, you you teed this up yesterday on our show. You said this mm-hmm. 21 day uh, practice window. I don't even know what the hell that it means. But I played in the league 13 years. I'm like, what is a 21 day practice? Like you can,
0: I think it means that you can, isn't it like you can enter practice within know. 21 days?
1: I don't know, I don't know. But after we, we jump off our show, everybody's showing these clips of Aaron Rodgers on the practice field. I, I was thinking that, oh, and within 21 days, he's going to go out there and practice. But then all day yesterday, I'm look at this. Ashley, why would you go out there and practice? He was jogging. He was running. He was, look at this. Why would you go out there and do that and not go out there and play? So, yes, the dude, I take the, take the record out of it. Why wouldn't he go out there week 15 in Miami, warm weather, and take a shot out of it? At it. Look at this, Ashley. You know what? I, say it for me, Ashley. Oh my he God! Is what? This video is what? crazy, though. This video,
0: Ashley. He is what?
1: The, the. Come on, Ashley. What do I always say about Aaron Rodgers? Oh, the greatest thrower of the football we've ever seen. Look at that tight <laughs> power So easy for a wide receiver. Oh my God! I can just feel it. I can feel it just landing in my hands right now. Like, oh, the baby. Hey, my my uh, four year old son. My kids. They know. It's like you don't drop the baby. You drop a football in my house, you got to do push-ups. Everybody, nannies, chef, anybody, landscaping crew, you drop the football, you got to do push-ups. You can't drop the baby. Look at this throw. How do you drop this if you're a receiver? Actually, it's like catching a loaf of bread. Look at this. And you telling me this dude is not going to play? even if they're out of the playoffs. Look at this. You y'all 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 out your mind. If y'all think Aaron Rodgers ain't going to play uh again this year. So beautiful.
0: I mean, would you even want him to? Let's ask that question. Would you even want him to? Who granted.
1: Am I? Give me give me the, give granted, me the
0: No, but granted like yes. It's it's a miracle, a, a modern miracle. And I said this yesterday that if this Surgery you know proves to be sufficient in 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 how it heals the Achilles and Achilles injuries all around because again, we don't know we haven't seen him practice. You know, we haven't seen him play. There's still healing time that has – there's still a healing period here, right? So while it's a miracle that he's up and moving around within 79 days at his age with an Achilles injury, you also don't know how severe the injury was. You also don't know where in his rehab he actually is. So while I said that – if that's why I said yesterday, if this proves to work, this may become the new standard. But, again, this is if. We don't know – how successful this surgery has been until you know do you want to take that gamble for a season that in the AFC right now is pretty much a wash do you want to go ahead and test this Achilles wherever it is in the rehab process on this innovative surgery unnecessarily do you want to take that risk if you're the Jets
1: so the scenario's scenario is if I'm the Jets. If but you're the who, Jets. Who, who, who as a Jet? Am I the wide receiver? No, no, no. no you're not a man? player.
0: You're front office, your coaching staff, Woody Johnson, all do you wanna take that risk with your investment on a surgery that's innovative mm-hmm. but unproven so I hear far? You,
1: but but you gotta be specific. Am I Woody? Am I am I Douglas, the general manager? Am I the coach? It's different answers. Tell me
0: if you okay. Me let it am. go. I'll go. For, I'll, I'll fire him off. You're Woody Johnson. Yes or no.
1: Woody Johnson. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Really? It's like, you gotta think I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. Billionaires got all these toys, all these toys. And I'm not calling human beings toys, but just stay with me here. You got all these toys. I just invested how many millions of dollars into mm-hmm. this new thing. Forget the private plane. I'm over that. The Lamborghini, what? We ain't even buying cars no more. I got Aaron Rodgers, the greatest thrower of the football. Yes, even if it's for two games, I want to see it. I want to see it. Absolutely. I want to see it. I, I, I've i been in a locker room with Woody and his brothers. When we out of the playoffs, we, the, my, that, that last year, shit, it was so terrible. And they come in the locker room, even Christopher Johnson, his brother, they come in a locker room, we out of it, and you can see it on their face, they're pissed off. This is week 14, 15, my cars are already in Florida. The plans, the vacation's already set. The bags are already packed. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to get out of Teterboro. It's over, but they still came in with this competitive edge and this fire, we lose, and it's like, So I say all that to say it doesn't matter if they're if they're in it or not, they still want to win. So if I'm Woody Johnson, Christopher Johnson, I am saying go and go fast.
0: Yes. If you're his teammates, is it fair for him to even come back or not come back, rather, after all this hype? You know, you seeing got- him on the field, seeing him sidelines at the games, the hype reels, the appearances on Pat McAfee, you know, everything that has you know led up to this situation, is it fair to his teammates if he says – yeah, I'm not I changed my mind. I'm not gonna do it.
1: You gotta be specific, Ashley. What who what teammate? His whole Am teammates. Everyone. No. Everyone on Different the team. Different mindset. Am I the receiver? You're Am the I
0: offense. You're the you're the receivers, you're the tight ends, you're the offensive line. Well If I'm a wide receiver, I'm saying, Hell yeah, let's go. Let's
1: go. We going. Mm-hmm. If I'm an offensive line, they're more rational. Offensive line more rational, Ashley gonna say, eh, they're weirdos. Like they're the coolest people. That's who I love hanging with. But they're like, um I, they're they're thinking like you. Next year, what what are we doing? We're out of it. That's how they're talking to Ashley. We're out of it. Come on, just next year, okay? You know what I'm saying if I'm the running back, it's like they just cool. It's like man, I don't care what it's whatever man. Like who cares? So wide receiver, me. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Yes, well, I want. I mean, Aaron
0: back. listen, we will see. Like we like I said yesterday, the opening of the practice window for Aaron Rodgers does not clear him. For return, it just clears him to return to practice. There's still a lot of steps within his rehab that the Jets have to feel comfortable with in order for even those conversations to even happen um, seriously, at least. And also, it's also, like I said, dependent on where the Jets are record-wise as Aaron Rodgers continues to develop in his rehab. So this will be something that I'm sure everybody is going to be keeping their eyes on and we will be continuing our Aaron Rodgers watch. We're going to switch gears. We'll stay in the AFC though and um, we're approaching the stretch run down the stretch in the clutch if you want to call it of the NFL season. So we're going to run through a bunch of the teams that are currently on the NFL bubble when it comes to the playoffs and Brandon and I are going to predict if they will get in or if they're going to be 1-2-3 Cancun. All right, so we're going to start with Buffalo. Right now, they're 6-6, six 10th six, in the AFC. Will they make or miss the playoffs, Brandon?
1: Damn, Ashley. Um, seven teams can make it, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I say they miss.
0: Ooh. By a lot or just by a game?
1: It'll, it'll it'll go down to the last game. The last game is going to be important, right? Um, it'll be one of those scenarios where it's like um, tiebreaker, um, win in, but this team got to lose. This team got to win. Um, yeah, I, I think they, I think I think they miss it. They miss it. They miss it, and it's sad. The All window right. has, have, has the window has closed. In I'm Buffalo, an, I'm
0: California. actually in agreement with you. I don't think that they make it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that will be the catalyst to make some changes in Buffalo.
1: Um, is the window closed in Buffalo? Super I don't Bowl think window.
0: the window is closed when you have Josh Allen, but I think the window is closed for the tandem that is Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Mm. I think that window is officially closed.
1: Yeah. Can I, can I retract what I just said? Sure. i feeling too spicy today. Yeah. Cause I agree with you there. The window's not closed in Buffalo. They just got to – their front office just got to do an amazing job of just, like, bringing in the right people, like the the (laughs) right guys around Josh. It's not closed.
0: Follow-up question. What will the narrative be about Josh Allen if the Bills were to miss the playoffs? Right now the narrative seems to teeter back and forth depending on the week. But I feel like the general consensus of Josh Allen right now is great quarterback but just can't win the big games. Does that change or worsen if the Bills don't make the playoffs? Is that then a real conversation that we can be having about Josh Allen? It's a fair it's a fair question considering what we have seen from him. Sometimes, a lot of the times, not only in close games, overtimes, and big games.
1: I think it's going to be – the narrative is going to be, hey, if he doesn't get this right next year, Mm -hmm. he's a great quarterback that can't win big games. He's inconsistent. So I feel like he's going to be on a hot seat, super Mm -hmm. hot seat, and he's going to be on notice. And it's going to be a long offseason for him. It will be if he doesn't get this done. So Ashley, did you go through?
0: So you think that narrative will strengthen?
1: Yes, I okay. think it will strengthen. All right. So let's
0: Ashley, switch. Ashley, did you
1: did you see their schedule? Sorry, I know we're no, no, no. One.
0: Go ahead. Run their run through their schedule.
1: The Chiefs. Yikes. The Chiefs. Okay. The Cowboys.
0: <laughs> Yikes.
1: The Chargers.
0: Mm. Brandon the Staley's there, so.
1: The Patriots. And then That's a
0: Adolfi. win. Oh, well, they've lost to the Patriots this season. So yeah,
1: and, and then the and the Dolphins, ooh. but the Dolphins, like what's going to happen that uh, January seventh, last game of the season, if the Dolphins are yeah, yeah, yeah. The sitting there, guys, like you don't know for sure. But the Dolphins could potentially be still going full speed ahead because, you know, we need they they may be playing for um, home field advantage, right? Positioning post, right? So Maybe it could
0: be I, I feel though that the fate of the Bills will be decided way before that game.
1: I don't know, Ash. I think it's going to go down in the Dolph. No. I, I can see the Dolphins. I could see the Dolphins still playing hard because they want they may be fighting for the one seed. Maybe. I think
0: no, no, I'm saying the fate of but, the Bills will be decided before that game. They'll yeah, know whether like, or not they're in the playoffs come that game. I think after the Cowboys game, you'll know if this team is gonna make the playoffs. And in my opinion, they will not.
1: So basically what we're saying is, right, because this is a tough one. <laughs> well we'll move it. we'll keep it moving because we'll, we can talk about each one for 20 30 minutes i'll keep it moving
0: all right we're gonna go to your hometown of pittsburgh the steelers figuring out a way to win in spite of every single obstacle that it seems is thrown their way fifth in the afc right now seven and four record um they like i said they've been winning despite a less than impressive offense can you pick it that offense, Coach Mike Tomlin, they're figuring it out. It's not always pretty, but it gets the job done. Will they make or miss the playoffs?
1: Oh, they're going to make the playoffs. I agree. Um, yeah, th- this is an easy one. You know, and then also, Ashley, listen, the scoreboard <clears throat> didn't tell the story. Only 16 points last week, but, well, was almost three 400 yards of offense. They mm-hmm. haven't done that in how many years? Was it 400 yards of offense? So maybe they figured it out maybe they figured it out. Pittsburgh Steelers get in and um they're a scary team. Like I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go win the Super Bowl. I don't think that. But if you are the Kansas City Chiefs, if you are, you know, uh, you know the Jaguars, like do you really want to play Pittsburgh? You know, like
0: No, because again, a, they're a wild card. You, right. you you think you know what to expect with them. And uh, like I said, they figure out ways to win games that they probably shouldn't even be in. So, you know, you never want to face a team like that. A wild card team is always kind of a a team that is a pain in the ass to play, as you know, because you never know which version of them you're going to get. If you play a bad team, yes, every bad team has a good game, but you kind of know nine times out of ten you're going to get a bad football team. When you play a great football team – Yes, everyone has a bad game, but nine times out of ten, you're playing a great football team. When you play a team that's not great, but not bad, but still figure out figuring out a way to win in spite of that, you never know what's going to be thrown at you through those four quarters, and that's the most frustrating part about the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: I know. But, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> let's see. Let's watch the next couple of weeks. Let's watch this offense the next couple of weeks, and we'll see. Because we know what we're going to get from the defensive side. We know that. Okay. We know where we're gonna get from coaching. But Ashley, if this offense could become consistent, hey, could be a problem. It could come could it be could
0: become consistent at just the perfect time too. So Right, yeah, right. We've seen that story with the Steelers before. Um, we're gonna move on to a team that I know you were all in on. Sitting at ninth in the AFC, six and five, is the Denver Broncos. Now, right now, they are the hottest team, one of the hottest teams in the NFL with five straight wins. And Russell Wilson looks like he's cooking a little bit. He may not be fully cooking in the kitchen, but he got a little bit of a wrist action with the pot and pans going. So, um, Brandon, make or miss the playoffs? I don't even know why I'm asking you. <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like-
1: <laughs> um, the Denver Broncos... Get into the playoffs, and um, the two hottest teams going into the postseason probably be the Denver Broncos and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, it's going to be interesting. Let me pull up their schedule right now. Did you go through that? Um, so they got the Texans in in Houston. I think they. I know they win that. Well, I think they win that. Like I know. Like I know this stuff. Um, they'll win that. The Chargers. They'll win. The, the the lions UMB flows seem to be high on the lions super high they win that for me they beat the patriots they beat the chargers they beat the raiders hell the Denver Broncos may be sitting Russell Wilson in Vegas on January 7th but they can go they can go in on a what 11 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 game win streak now y'all call me crazy. Y'all call me crazy when they were sitting at two and something. And then everybody's saying, trade this person. Sean Payton's terrible. Da, da 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 I stood on the table and I said, Let's ride.
0: You did I say that. It. You did ride on the table, that's for sure. So now,
1: please, what are the, what is the chat saying, Ashley? Are they calling me crazy right now by saying the Denver Broncos could potentially go? Someone said. Someone said celebrity. the
0: Broncos are making the playoffs, but it's a long shot. Um, someone says they're not making the playoffs unless Brandon Marshall's suiting up. Um, the Broncos will be interesting. I believe that they will fight for a playoff spot. So I feel like Brandon. Oh, uh, somebody said Brandon. They're not beating Houston and Detroit. No way. But it looks like you're converting some people to the Brandon Broncos bandwagon.
1: I love that. Can we do this, Omari? Uh can we capture Brian? Can we capture those um comments? Capture those comments. Take a screenshot of them. And then when they when they beat these teams and they back into the play when that back into play, when they run into the playoffs on fire, 11, 11 game win streak. Or maybe ten and one down the stretch. I just want uh, to post a goal go do go, do 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 and then you see my comment. They will do this. All
0: right. So let's switch gears to a team that the Broncos are going to have to face, and that's the Texans. They're a hot team with an even hotter quarterback in C.J. Stroud. Not only is he a quarterback that probably is winning rookie of the year, he may be doing just enough to win the MVP. That's a conversation people are having. But right now, eighth in the AFC, six and five. Um, Do you think that the Texans and QB – CJ Stroud will make the impossible possible and get into the playoffs.
1: All right. Just give me 20, 20 seconds here, Miami. Clock South. is yours. No. No. Okay. No. <laughs>
0: Why? This is
1: a tough one for me. Um,
0: so you have more faith in the Broncos than you do in the Texans in the way that they're playing.
1: Yes, yes, and we'll see it. We'll see it Sunday, right? Twelve o'clock, CBS. We'll see it. One o'clock, CBS. We'll mm-hmm. see it, right? So they have the Broncos. They have the Jets. They have the Titans. They have the Browns. They have the tight. They have the Titans again. They have the Colts. Very, very, very. Uh, 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 what is it called? Attractive schedule.
0: They do. Winnable schedule,
1: yeah. But you got to look at you only know, seven can only seven can go can get to the dance or in, get the invitation. Got can get to the party, Ashley. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about that. You know, look at the AFC South, the North, the East. Like it's tough. They're going to be a team. Unfortunately, he's not going to get in. Because I just think, and I look at it right. Because if the Broncos, you would say the schedule's a little tougher. But I just think that they're going like. There's a lot of juju around them right now, so I believe more into, more in the Broncos than I do the Texans, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised though. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the conversation, uh, you know, that last week, that first week in January. Wouldn't be surprised at all, Ashley. What do you think?
0: Um, I wouldn't be surprised either. I do think though that inexperience may get the best of them when it comes down the stretch, um, and for that reason. I think that, you know, as you get closer and closer to the playoffs, I feel like teams that are more prime and ready for the playoffs start separating themselves from the pack. And I think that although the Texans are playing great football and and then they're – well, they're playing good football and they're winning in ways that are just astronomical, you know, considering this is a team that a lot of people thought were just going to completely tank once again, not on purpose, just by lack of roster, um – I don't know if that's enough to really push ahead of the teams that I feel like are ready for the playoffs. So I think they'll get close. They'll make it interesting. They're definitely a team that if you are trying to get into the playoffs, if you're the Denver Broncos or or any of those other teams, you definitely don't want to play these guys because just like the Pittsburgh Steelers, six and five, but they're a wild card. And you never know what version of this young, scrappy team you're going to get. And C.J. Stroud just playing absolutely incredible football. Head coach Ryan absolutely just taking these guys under his wing. So you definitely don't want them on your schedule down the stretch. I'll say that much.
1: Now, Let me ask you a follow-up question here. So if they get into the playoffs, Mm -hmm. right? So that means they win 10 games at least.
0: Is it 10 or 10 games? It could be 10. It could be, I mean, remember, 10. their division's a little weak, so it could even be nine.
1: No, they can't do that because you got Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville, right, I forgot right.
0: Jacksonville's leading the Yeah, 10. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: 10 to get in because they'll go in wild, wild, wild card, cards, mm-hmm. right? But maybe, I don't know. Can C.J. Stroud really be the MVP? Because statistically, <laughs> nobody's playing better at the court, like, at the quarterback position, now he just threw some picks. The last two games, he turned the ball over a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this dude, top three in everything almost. Mm-hmm. And now you get your team into the playoffs and you go on a run? Mm-hmm. That's a real conversation for C.J. Stroud. Rookie of the year, MVP of the league. Has that ever Do Ryan, you think, though, it's happened?
0: realistic? Say that Does, again? Do you think, though, it's realistic as, as incredible as he's been playing sitting at 6 and 5, you're not winning your division, you're not leading your division. How many times have you seen an MVP not come from a winning football team in terms of division playoffs, etc. Hard- but you're in the
1: playoffs though, like I mean But you weren't
0: the- you weren't being a wild card and leading your division into the play is is different. You know what I mean? Well, you don't you usually never you. see a wild card quarterback although playing exceptional Win the MVP award. It's usually geared towards guys who've been doing it, who's who's not only been doing it all season, right. but their team reflects that in the terms of the standings. It, I think that's going to be one knock against him from winning that. Certainly in the conversation, but I just don't think if he doesn't win the division, it's we. Oh. It's been a long time since we've seen that happen.
1: Yeah, you know how long? You got to go back to 1957.
0: That's a long time. See that? <laughs> like no, in 1957, plate running back, Jim Brown.
1: Oh, <laughs> Ashley Nicole. <huh? laughs> well, Ashley, the story could be bigger.
0: hmm
1: Because you know, you're right, but the story could potentially be bigger where it's like the Texans are at the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. The Texans, if you put them in the SEC last year, they wouldn't even. They probably wouldn't have broke 500. True. So now, huh? True. Okay, so now you draft this kid, you bring in this new coach, and you're in the playoffs, and you have a hot hand. Yeah, I think I think this story could be so big that they're like, you know what, we know you ain't winning the division. Mm-hmm. We're going to show you some love.
0: It'd be interesting. Like you said, 1957, that's a long time. So, But before we dive into the NFC, Let's dive into this conversation. How much do you think a good college quarterback costs? Give me a number.
1: Well, I kind of cheated.
0: Well, kinda okay. Kinda well, cheated. before you cheated, what was your number?
1: 300000
0: Well, you were off by a couple zeros there, pal. Listen, um, let's talk NIL because Nebraska head coach Matt Rule made some interesting comments yesterday when asked about what it takes to get a good college quarterback in the college football portal. Listen to this.
1: M- make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs, you know, a million to million five to $2 million right now. So just just, just on the same page, right? So um, <laughs> let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So, um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six, six or $7 million players playing for them, so.
0: No, is that frustrating? The way where
1: we're at now, with the dollars involved, Uh it is what it is. Yeah, it's not, no, no, You, you know, you would you? I, would I would not let people be able to buy people off another roster. It's so simple. Like you think about you recruit somebody and you develop them for two years, and then someone comes in and takes them, and then that coach gets fired. You know, it's like well, he
0: actually did a pretty good job. So, six to seven million dollars. I mean, Brandon. There are backup quarterbacks not making that much money in the NFL right now. That's, That's right. a lot of cash for a 20-year-old, 21-year-old, 19-year-old kid. I mean, you have to – the game has changed, like, yeah. from when you were in college. Like, it's a different ball game.
1: Ashley, what are you talking about? I worked at McDonald's. No, I wasn't McDonald's. What the, what the hell did I do? I was uh, – no, I worked at Ford dealership. Like, I was begging for money. You were selling
0: cars product. or?
1: Huh? You were selling cars? No, I was washing them. Oh. I was washing them. And now they talk about $6 million. Oh, that's unbelievable, but I'm happy. I'm happy, Ashley, because this is a, I don't even know. I don't know, B, maybe you can fact check this, but it's definitely what? North of $2 billion industry, the NCAA? Yeah, it's a,
0: it's a lot of cash.
1: Like I, and, I, and, I, and I those numbers may be extremely low, so you know we've had this conversation for years. NIL, I think it was 20, uh, 20, 2021, July of twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, where it was passed, where we our, our our youth athletes our amateur athletes can now uh, be compensated, but they're still they're still, they're still playing uh, the athletes, Ashley. Mm-hmm. They're playing them because. They're not rev sharing in the TV deals, right? Big Ten Network, SEC Network. Mm-hmm. They're not getting anything from concessions, so all this is just like, it's a band aid. That's it on 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 uh, a huge wound that's still bleeding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to ask that. you,
0: I want to ask you this though, because a wise man once said, "More money, more problems," and. I think that we see a lot of times in professional sports how difficult it is to come from nothing and then all of a sudden have everything. And that's grown men that we're referring to that that get caught up in the sauce, you know, lost in the sauce if you will, right? When we're talking about millions and millions of dollars, you know, we've seen careers get ruined from decision making that comes with having Just a lot of money, a lot of access. We've seen it. We see it, I feel like, every single season in some way, shape, or form with more than a few players. And it goes back in the history books, and it goes across a multitude of sports. So you now give that same kind of money to teenagers, essentially, young men who are just fresh out of high school Still figuring themselves out. Your brain's not even fully developed until you're 25. And now you have six, seven million dollars in your pocket while you would hope that a lot of these universities and these programs are providing their guys with the resources. You know, we heard Deion Sanders say after his guys unfortunately got robbed um, when they were playing UCLA, you know, that was a failure on us. We didn't teach them about insurance. But as we know, not all coaches. And, and programs treat their players and approach their players the same way, teaching them things like taxes and insurance and whatnot. So right. I say all of that to say, are you concerned by give, in any shape or form by giving young men so much money before they really understand the responsibility that comes with that money? Yes, there's exceptions to the rules, but not everybody has a support system to teach them right from wrong when it ha- when it comes to having that responsibility because that's a big responsibility.
1: The answer is no. Okay. Why? They have Why? Nicole Moss. Okay, they have Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, right? They have mm-hmm. Brandon Marshall. They have Ian all the Smoke. They have they have bussing with the boys. They had no. W- what what do we do as athletes? It's just as people. Period. We admire those who came before us, mm-hmm. right? LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, um, Jalen Brown, right? Like think about what Jalen Brown's doing off the court. Mm-hmm. Some of the conversations he started and having, um, what's it? He just retired. Iggy Ig- Adonis Ig- um, for the Golden State Warriors. Iggy, what's his name, Ashley?
0: Uh, Andre Iguodala.
1: Right, he just launched a $100 million fund. So I say all that to say this, they're watching the Ashley Nicole Mosses, they're watching the Matt Barnes, they're watching the Brandon Marshalls. You just started the conversation, we wasn't supposed to go here. So they're hearing this stuff, and they're more curious, they're taking notes. Back in the day, we weren't having these conversations, we didn't have YouTube, we didn't have these clips going viral on Instagram and TikTok. They didn't have LeBron James. Oh, LeBron James uh, is still playing, and he owns uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. I want to. I I, I want to learn how to do that too.
0: But you're so you're, yes, banking, make, you're banking you're banking on the fact that every young athlete is going to use the resources and the blueprints that are available. Because I agree with you. There's right. so much knowledge from former athletes, whether how to do it how not to do it because this is how I messed up so don't do it this like I agree with you it's it's a it's a plethora of knowledge that exists for young athletes now that didn't exist when you were a rookie and and going through the league and it gets better every single year a complete agreeance with you there but you're also banking on the fact that every athlete young athlete, is going to utilize those resources to make sure that they take their opportunities and maximize them and use and and have a better outcome than the guys before them. But that's not always the case.
1: Yeah, but it's not always the case uh, in different pockets. We're just talking sports right now, right? And just like Bill Parcells told me when I was playing for the when he uh, traded for me for the Miami with the Miami Dolphins, so Bill Parcells. Um, Bill Parcells uh, flies me in from Denver and we sat in this little hotel for about two days and we just went back and forth, back and forth. And I was thinking about going to Seattle and um, we just started talking about everything. Um, I asked him about real estate. I asked him about you know, uh, his portfolio, he opened up his portfolio, showed me all his millions of dollars. He'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm up a million dollars, I'm down a million dollars, like you always gotta keep your hands steady, I won't give you the nickname that he used to call me. Mm-hmm. And so real estate was one of the conversations. And I was like, hey, you know, you guys about to give me a big deal, there's this beautiful home down here that I love, it's $4.1 million, you know, what's your thoughts there? And he said, no. And I said, dang, okay. And so then they make the we make the deal, and I'm a, I'm am on the team. Months are going by, and every time he comes out in his golf cart, he, you know, has a little nickname for me. Come over here, sit in the golf cart, roll around. Guys still practically rolling around. He's like, "Hey, I'm up a million dollars today." Then the next day, he come out, I'm down a million dollars today. You Got to keep your hands steady. And he's like, "What are you What are you doing with that house?" I said, "I really want it." And I waited a couple months. I really want it. He said, "You know what? Go get the house." He said, "Get the house because we always make the mistake once." Right? We all do it. You're new to money. I get it, but don't make no disasters. Make sure you can recover, right? And so I went and got the house, $4.1 million. End up selling it for 4.3, but all the money I put into, it, I really didn't win. I ain't even break even, right? Because ideally when you buy a house, you, know, you buy a house you want it to appreciate to a point where you actually make money off of it. But when you start buying houses over a million dollars, the the, the 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 amount of people that can afford that is very small. So it's hard to hit on those type of houses unless you in a in a real like interesting pocket as far as what's going on in the global economy or the national economy. And so I did it. I lost money on this crib, put a lot of money into the crib. Um, I wouldn't say lost money, but it's like broken broke even pretty much. But like I say all that to say we all do it. Mm-hmm. We all do it, right? Like these, some athletes will lose it all. They will. And then there will be some that, you know, make mistakes, buy the jewelry, buy the houses, all that, because they're young. But nowadays, these guys are making 30, 40 million dollars. This is the conversation that we just had. We just started here. Quarterbacks going for five, six million dollars in a portal, right? So they can recover. You know what I mean? Back in the day, when you go and you spend a million dollars like Antonio uh, Cromarti, He came out, he spent a million dollars before he got to the NFL just on jewelry. Mm. You can't recover from that when you're only making eight million Mm dollars and you don't get to the second deal. Well, he did, he was able to recover. But like now, you go spend a million dollars on jewelry, which is insane, but you making 30, it don't hurt as much.
0: Okay. Well, listen, um, the game is different and it's constantly evolving and changing, so I love it. Get your money, young kids. Get your money. Listen, yeah, we're going to switch them, Ashley. for sure, definitely. We're going to switch gears um, and talk about a little bit of who you got. So there's a bunch of really dope quarterback matchups coming up week 13 of the NFL season. So we're going to go ahead and make our picks of which quarterback we're leaning towards. First up, we got a rematch of the NFC Championship game. Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts are going to be battling it out in Philadelphia and uh You already know who I got. I'm going Brock Purdy because I need the 49ers to handle business for me. So, Brock Purdy, I'm rocking with you. Don't let me down. Do not let me down. Who you got?
1: That's your heart, but what does your head say? Brock Purdy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with Jalen Hurts. Um, This team is special, Ashley. Like, you know, we we talked about the Dallas Cowboys earlier, Mm -hmm. and I said that they could potentially be the hottest team. Uh, heading into postseason. You know, I really believe in the Dallas Cowboys. And, um, you know, but Jalen Hurts is special. The Eagles are special. And it's going to take the Dallas Cowboys, it's going to take the 49ers mm-hmm. to have their absolute best game to beat them, right? Like, even this, like, the 49ers, like, Debo Samuels, I'm telling you, you should have you called Debo Samuels and said, chill out.
0: I don't have that boy's man, number.
1: You, you hear, like, that's a real thing. I'm going to be honest with you. That's a real thing. Bulletin board material, right? That was, you know, made famous by the Patriots. We don't give bulletin board material. Don't go out there and say these things. Like, when you go out there and say that, man, it just gives the other team more juice. You know, it's like when you're tired, it's like, damn, I don't want to watch that, you know, 30 more minutes of a film. Like, damn, but Debo Samuel said.
0: I'm actually you know, surprised, like, though, to hear you say Jalen Hurts, because yesterday you said that you give the offensive edge to the 49ers. So if that's your take there, wouldn't that include Brock Purdy?
1: Yeah, 100%. From a scheme standpoint,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: we we know the 49ers. We know uh, Coach Shanahan. But I'm talking about Jalen Hurts. When I say special, I ain't even talking about football. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about his leadership ability. I'm talking about what he does in that locker room. There was a viral clip that went out. I think it was Graham. The whole game he said, oh, y'all don't know Jalen. He's the most clutch. He's the clutches. He's clutch. He's this. He's that. And then it comes down to the game. And he's like, Jalen this, Jalen that. And then, oh, Jalen takes off. He scores. You know, walk away, touchdown, whatever they call it. Right? And it's like, he runs up to him. He's like, bro, you're amazing. And guess how Guess how uh, Jalen Hurts responded, he said, and walked off. Everybody else celebrating. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is in awe. He's just like, this is what we're supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. This dude is different. Well, it's going to be cool. Uh-huh. I, I think when it's all said and done, he's going to be up there with the Ray Lewises of the world when it comes to leadership right in sports. I'm telling you, this kid is just different. He's 34-6 and six over the last 40 games he's played in football or something like that. Mm-hmm. What is their record? Yeah, I've seen some crazy stat out it's there. It's pretty nuts, uh,
0: yeah. What is it? I, I don't know on top of my head, but I want to say like 27 and four or something Did crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, something crazy like that. But um, I'm going to ask this question. And then, BC, I want you to get nice and close to Brandon's face, as close as you can get, because he told me, you know, what does your head say? I know you're going with your heart, but what does your head say? So, haha, reverse it, flip it, and back to you. Russell Wilson. <laughs> or C.J. Straub, the Broncos and the Texans are going to be battling it out this weekend on Sunday, 1 p.m. game on CBS. So, Russell or C.J.?
1: Go. Hmm. C.J. statistically is going to have uh, the better game. He's going to throw for more yards. Hell, might, e- might even throw four more touchdowns. Uh, but Russell Wilson and the Broncos get the win. Russell Wilson plays big on third down. Russell Wilson's going to have a a magical two-minute drive before the half and at the end of the game to put his team in position to win. Like, Russell Wilson's going to lead the Denver Broncos uh, this Sunday in Houston, 1 o'clock game, I believe, on CBS.
0: What we're going to be
1: saying after this game is, like, this was such a dope game. It's going to be the game of the week.
0: Well, okay, so that's what your heart says. What does your head say?
1: Um, my head says that. My head says that. It says the same thing. Mm-hmm. My head and my heart's connected. Mm-hmm. That's the problem sometimes. Mm-hmm. Russell okay. Wilson and the Denver Broncos want to get it done. What are you talking about? I really believe this, but it's it, it now it's coming from. I will say this, Ashley. Now it's coming from a rational place. Before, you know, it was all emotions. It, it was a lot of emotion. It was like you know, I you know, I always say this. I love, I love the 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 storylines <laughs> in sports, right? I love being an underdog. I love when you know the Dak Prescott story. It's so sweet when everybody got your their foot on your throat and you down and you drowning. and and then all of a sudden you find a way to get up, and then poof, it's like, damn, where did he come from? He don't miss. So I love those stories. So that's where I was before and now it's more rational it's like no this defense is a top five defense over the last six games they're okay. maybe the best defense in they're the best defense in football over the last six games that's a big deal ashley and then right. the problem last year was that defense was the defense that we're now seeing okay because mm-hmm. they started off trash There was 32 in the league okay then they Vance Vance joseph magically turned it around the problem last year was they had this same defense, but Russell and uh, Coach Hackett couldn't muster up 16 points. That's all they needed. This, there was a t- statistic out there that said if they scored 17 points, average 17 points a game, they would have won 11 ballgames last year. So now they can do that. That's why I believe it. So that's my head. All right.
0: All right. We'll see. If are you know, with me?
1: If, are you with me? What Did, did you answer am I'm... Come on. Come on. Come on, Ashley. It's hard to come bet against on. the hot hand. Thank you.
0: But that goes for CJ as well. So my, I, I'm leaning towards the Texans, but not by much. And that may change come game day, game time. Like, I, I may switch it. I, I'm leaning not by much. Like, it's like.
1: Why? Why?
0: <sighs> Games in Houston, Why? CJ. The guys just they're playing well, especially at home. I don't. Here,
1: here's the other thing, too. I always enjoy traveling, less distractions when you travel. This like is true. You, you routine, it's like this is not like the NBA, NBA it is Houston, too though. Much freedom, but that, I'm gonna get there. I'm that's the point. But when you travel, the team is closer. Uh-huh. When you home, you got family, you got friends, you go home, you this and that. You, You drive, no, get on the bus. No, We then we wanna turn back to the the plane. Soon we land security, everybody on the bus again. You got two, three hours, do what you need. Boom, 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 11 o'clock curfew. We ready, let's roll, right? Home team, they all over the place, okay? And it's Houston, Mm -hmm. they're in Denver right now. I'm in Chicago right now. It's snow on the ground, snow on the ground. Nobody, like, like, yeah, it's cool, but nobody really wanna play in that. When you travel, your team is closer, and then you go to Houston, the weather is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you're going to see them boys with so much juice. So the Broncos going to come with more juice than the, the home team.
0: Okay. We'll see.
1: What are you I- doing? What was this? What was this? What, I saw you do that. What was that?
0: Making was it that? rain. They're in Houston. You know. You know what oh, that's oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: you know See, here's the thing, actually. In the NBA, there would have been a problem because them boys don't got no curfew. They do whatever they want. In the nfl you know there's you ways around
0: curfew brandon shut up huh you know there's well, ways around curfew stop playing with
1: you know, me i'm telling you like yes there's like the channing crowders of the world right like channing crowder was one of those guys like every other team has one or two guys that know how to figure it out you know what i'm saying and like but for the most part i would say 98 of the guys they they don't figure it out they want to but they can't because ashley we have like three or four floors, personnel, players only. Each floor, mm-hmm. at the elevator, there's a there's a gentleman or, gen, or 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 a lady sitting there. Security, walkie-talkie. If you get on an elevator at eleven fifteen, mm-hmm. whoop, whoop, coach, whoop, whoop, whoop. GM, <laughs> even the exits, there's security there. You can't leave. It's like being in the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. You can't, you can't even. Oh, my wife and kids is downstairs. No, sit your ass in that room.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. I stand corrected. All right, let's fire off through these real quick. Uh, Jared Goff or Derek Carr? This is gonna be the New Orleans Saints versus the Detroit Lions. Who, you know, despite some missteps and one being on Thanksgiving, playing really good football. Who you got, Jared Goff, Derek Carr?
1: I'm gonna go with Jared Goff. I don't same. know what's going on in New Orleans. Jameis Winston is singing ludicrous to Derek <laughs> Carr. Derek Carr seems to be in it, but not in it. The, the, the mojo, the energy's off with, with the Saints. I'm going to go with uh, Jared Goff.
0: All right. Moving on. Got? I got the same, Jared Goff. I'm going with the Lions. Um answers, too. Yeah, I think the Lions are going to beat the Saints with their eyes closed and one hand tied behind their back. No idea what's going on in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, This one's going to be interesting. As we said earlier in the show, the Pittsburgh Steelers are constantly finding ways um, to win football games. So this matchup between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals is going to be interesting. James Conner is returning to Pittsburgh. So Kyler Murray or Kenny Pickett, who do you got?
1: It's in Pittsburgh? Yes. Yes. Murray Murray's gonna have another phenomenal day like some or phenomenal play or two or three. Like this kid is unbelievable. Uh, but it's in Pittsburgh. I'm going with Pickett. It's another four hundred um yard outing, and um they'll probably score four touchdowns. So it's gonna be another magical day for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense.
0: All right. We shall see um
1: if it doesn't rain. <sighs> Let me see. I don't know the weather report there, so that that's dependent on rain or the the weather. Excuse me.
0: I think the Steelers will win. But I, this is a trick question to me because I don't feel like the Steelers are going to win because Kenny Pickett's going to have some, like, miraculous game. I think they're going to win because they are a gritty team that figures it out offensively. They do just enough defensively, keeps them in the games. The defense is the more reliable aspect of this team. The offense, not so much. So I'm not really – who do you have, Kenny Pickett, Kyler Murray? For me, it doesn't matter because the Steelers, I think, will win. But it's not because Kyle, you know, Kenny Pickett's gonna, you know, put on his cape and become Super Cam. It's, it, that's it's not because of him. Um, mm. So it's kind of a trick question, um, but I'm I'm going with the Steelers, but the not Steelers. because of Kenny Pickett, if that makes okay. sense. So. Okay. Okay. Alright, we're gonna switch gears for a second and we will dive back into some more football. But we are now going to discuss a serious topic going on in the NBA. So bear with me as I give you all the facts because I don't want to misspeak and um, you know, say something that is not, you know, actually going on. So there's a developing story in the NBA that involves Thunder Guard, Oklahoma City Thunder Guard, Josh Giddy, who is currently under investigation after allegations arose that Giddy was involved in an inappropriate relationship with an underage girl. Now, in a since-deleted social media post by an anonymous social media account, the account said that the girl was photographed with Giddy. Those photos did um, circulate all over social media. Those photos have not been proven to be accurate, not accurate, real, fake. We don't know any of that information. But we are told and we are to believe that the girl in the photos was a high school junior at the time. Now, Giddy has declined to comment on the situation. The Oklahoma City Thunder said that they do not plan on suspending Giddy, that he will still be able to play, and that they are leading the investigation to the hands of the NBA. Now, there also was a report that came out yesterday. Via the Newport Beach Police Department, they spoke on the investigation and says that they have quote, an active investigation into the allegations of an improper relationship between Thunderguard Josh Giddy and a minor girl. Police are actively seeking additional information. It has also been reported by a reputable a reputable newspaper in Oklahoma City. That Giddy received two parking citations in Newport Beach, and that that is also currently being investigated. So, Brandon, I will give you the floor first, and then I will go ahead and um, speak on this. But again, a lot of allegations. Right. We don't know the validity of the social media user that released these photos. It was Josh Giddy in these photographs, so that we do know. Um, We also need to point out that the girl in the photos and the family of that girl are not currently cooperating with authorities, so they also are not speaking. Um, So the investigation is going on with whatever nation is present at the time. So Brandon, I will give you the floor and then I will dive into it.
1: Which conversation are we having? Are we having a moral conversation? Or we have just an, what is uh,
0: your reaction to uh, the situation at hand? Yeah,
1: but that's what I'm saying. Like, is this, uh, we talking about, uh, you, know, you know, we're having a moral conversation or a legal conversation, right? Because well, it's hard to have a legal li-
0: conversation because as of right now, no charges have been filed. The accusations, while they're criminal, are not, they have not turned into charges. Right now, they're just accusations. So I feel like in terms of, of this conversation, the only thing we can speak about it is from a, morale, a morality standpoint.
1: Right, well, okay, so, but just to be clear here, um, legally, mm-hmm. right, like, depending on jurisdiction, you know, the the legal age for consent could be 16 to 18, right, mm-hmm. and so, you know, that's the legal uh, conversation that you dive into, and like you said, Ashley, you know, there needs to be more information Mm -hmm. and obviously they're going through that process. And so you, you have to let that process happen. Um, but then from a morality standpoint, it's like, you know, we got to understand as men, it's like, you got to think with the right head sometime. Excuse. I I hate, hate to say it this way, but it's like, you know, you're 21, you're young. It's like you said earlier, It's like when your brain isn't fully developed to 25, like the decisions that I made when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, could have cost me my life. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about playing with fire, right? And I look back and I'm like, thank God that I'm still standing today. Thank God, you know, something as simple as a DUI, drinking and driving, right? And it's just like, in this situation, you know, you're living out your dream, you have all the power you have all the money and it's like you know and take him out of it's just any man any person in this situation like you got you gotta think you gotta do better you know it's tough right um so ashley i want the process to play out you know i want i need more information how old she's a she's a junior so how old was she it's it's
0: believed that she was a junior in high school at the time so that can range depending on you know if she skipped grades or whatever probably anywhere between 15 and 17
1: and you got and also too like you know that's why you got to go through the process too because like (coughs) there's been so many times where even myself or you know uh friends brothers where it's like you you cuz we were having these conversations when we were in the league right like you you got to be able to say like all right let me see your ID. how not how old are you cuz people lie it's like no let me see your id think about this as a young athlete 2021 20, and and if he knew she was in high school and she was under the age whatever that's a totally different conversation but let's say he didn't know right that at 21 you meet a, a beautiful young lady and and, and you got to think about you're out drinking, whatever, maybe drugs are involved and you have to think, Hey, let me ask her, let me ask her her age. And then you, not only that, because people lie. Can I see your ID? And that's the, that's the, that's, that's, that's the, that's the pressure on these young men mm-hmm. and women.
0: So- I will say this um there's multiple layers to this conversation because of what has unfolded on social media in the past few days so i'm gonna do my best to address all of them for starters josh giddy should not be seeing an nba court in any capacity whether it's a practice court whether it's a practice facility certainly not an nba court until the due diligence on this investigation is complete We have seen his peers for a multitude of different reasons being asked to be removed from the game by the league, being asked to not enter the practice facility, not being allowed to travel with the team, not being allowed to play in games while investigations with whatever it is that they are currently dealing with or being investigated for, are underway. And the mm-hmm. fact that that same standard is not being applied to Josh Giddy raises a lot of eyebrows, as it should. I feel like a lot of the times, you know, there are, are biases that people may be unaware of. And as Black people, we are fully aware of the fact that there is a different set of rules for us than there is for everybody else and sometimes people will try to make it seem like that's all in our heads and that doesn't actually exist but then situations like this come across and you look at it and you say well they do it does exist it's not it's not a figure it's not a figure of our imagination it is our very real reality We've seen players like Kyrie Irving suspended from the game. We've seen John Morant being suspended from the game during an investigation. We've seen it happen for Deshaun Watson. We've seen it happen for Ime Udoka. And this is not for me to argue whether or not Josh Giddy is innocent. If he's guilty, I am not a cop. I am not an investigator. That is not what I'm doing. But I am bringing attention to the fact that we have not only removed players from their jobs with less information or just the same amount as information before, and now all of a sudden the standard has changed. And that is why there are many athletes particularly black athletes that are offended and black fans of sports in general that are offended by the fact that Josh Giddy is still being allowed to play. Now, with that said, I know that there are emotions high and people have opinions and, and everyone has an opinion and we don't always agree with those opinions. I do not condone the disrespect of anybody in the media, but spe- specifically not another black woman because i do know the cards are constantly stacked against us not once but twice and while i understand that the biases of the media sometimes show themselves more than others there's a respectful way to have those conversations and to air those grievances and i feel like that should always be honored so i don't condone the dismantling and the attack on anybody's character, but especially not another woman of color, particularly a black woman. With that said, I understand the frustration that black people, and I'm gonna say black men, particularly because we're talking about the NBA, may feel looking at the situation. We have had conversations in the media about a plethora of different athletes, like I said, with just the same amount or less information than we have on this Josh Giddey situation. But for some reason, it took a lot of time for this to even be discussed. And I understand we don't have all the facts and we can't speak in facts because we don't have them. But we can speak on the fact that this man, this young man, should not be playing until that investigation is complete and he should be held to the same standard that his peers specifically his black peers are held to when it comes to investigations that infringe on the code of conduct for the leagues in which they play so it is frustrating that it's not the case in this situation because he's not being accused of bootlegging dvds he's not being accused of something so trivial that you can say it's not that big of a deal yeah technically it's a crime but it's not that. it si-. what he's being accused of is criminal what he's being accused of is predatory and again not arguing whether it's factual whether it's inaccurate not arguing what's true what's not if there's truth somewhere in the middle The point of the matter is, these accusations are serious, and I feel like there's enough accusations, and there's enough of an investigation being um, there's not there's enough an investigation unfolding from multiple entities. We're talking the Newport Beach Police now, the NBA, that he should not be seeing a court until the until the due diligence is done, and the fact that that is not the standard that he's being held to. Is problematic and it's a failure on the league
1: Hmm. so what I hear you saying Ashley is he needs to be off the court because of the double standard
0: no he needs to be off the court because he's accused of something and while there's an active investigation going on until he is proven innocent or not he needs to remain away from the game of basketball, just like we have seen his peers being removed from the game and also other athletes being removed from the game. If this was the NFL, he'd be placed on the commissioner's exempt list. And we've seen we're that not, happen not, with not, less is, information.
1: Yeah, but I, that's where I, <clears throat> I, don't, I, I, I see it differently. Um, I think that you have to let the process play out. There's been so many times we've seen young men um, and young women um, and, and majority of these conversations are around you know young men uh, go through the process and be torn down and be beaten to a place where they can't even recover and they're innocent. And so we have to, I, I feel like you have to let the process play out. Of
0: course, but he doesn't you know? need to play in the process while that's unfolding.
1: This Wait, is so, n- this
0: is not this is an active investigation from now the Newport Beach police as well. If this were another player or another league, he would not be playing and he shouldn't be playing. This yeah, is this is he- not to say he's guilty or innocent, but the truth of the matter is is that you play for a league where there is a code of conduct and You are in breach of that code of conduct. Whether you are innocent or guilty, there's an investigation based on your actions. Now, if those actions prove to be innocent and there was no crime committed, okay, fine. But you should be removed from the sport until that investigation clears you or it doesn't.
1: Yeah, but league, uh, other players, excuse me, Mm -hmm. league or other players doesn't make it right. People are people, let the process play out. Now I'm not saying he's uh innocent. What I'm saying is we've seen this play out in the NFL where they tried to be judge and jury, and they get slapped in the face. It's like, no, let the process play out, and then at the end of it, let's make the decision. But we've seen this so many times where our leagues have tried to play judge and jury. Even us uh as, you know, um, you know, uh fans. Oh, you're guilty. You're guilty. And then you go through uh uh, you know, Sean Oakman. Sean Oakman, and this is different conversation than Giddy. Sean Oakman is about to be a first, first, first round draft pick out of Baylor, 6'6, 3, 270 pounds, a monster. Three weeks before the draft, he goes home to, to Texas, goes to a party, everybody's drunk girl him of rape, <clears throat> didn't get drafted. Takes four years to go through the process. Innocent, right? Like he suffered, she didn't suffer, right? And so what I'm not saying is I'm not trying to um, bash any victim. I'm not doing that, but we have to go. I feel Ashley, it's unfair that we don't allow the process to play out before we go, you know, punish somebody.
0: I'm not saying to punish him. I'm saying to hold him to the same standard that the NBA has always proclaimed that they stand on. What I'm saying, I'm not saying not to pay him. I'm not saying, you know, to strip him. That's punishing him by not
1: playing. That's his job. What I'm saying, but
0: those are the cards that are dealt. This is not just a Twitter accusation. If that were the case we would be having a different conversation. But it's enough of an accusation that the NBA and the Newport Beach police are investigating it. The fact of the matter is it's a stain on the NBA to have a player actively playing while there is an investigation from now two entities, the NBA and the Newport Beach police, while he is being accused of something predatory. Now, if it it proves out to be... Not true. And and somewhere in their investigation, they come across that. Fine. Share those findings with the public and let him return to the court. But right now, you allowing him to play in this state of limbo when we have seen players like Kyrie Irving being suspended from the game for tweeting out an anti-Semitic Amazon link. This is a criminal offense that he's accused of. This is not tweeting out, and I'm not downplaying anti-Semitism that's at all. But that we're talking about a criminal well, that, accusation that he's being well, allowed I asked to play earlier,
1: through. is it because, I, asked her, I said, do you feel like he should sit out because of the double standard? Now, if you said that, then I'm rocking with you. I'm like, okay. Yes, now, what I, what
0: I, I don't want to call it a double standard. It is a double standard, <laughs> but I'm saying more so the standard in which the NBA has always moved. And yeah, he's not being though, held to that same that. standard.
1: But I'm I'm challenging that like, legal system, criminal justice system, um, NFL, NBA. It's like, even us as people, you know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta chill. We gotta let the process play out. Even us, you you started. You know, I'm talking about us as black people. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times have we been guilty just for for the color of our skin? It's like, no, we gotta stop. Like. We gotta let the process play out. So I, I hear what you're saying, Ashley. Because the NBA, the NFL, they they put these co- uh, code of conducts in place. They put these processes in place, but it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right because we've seen so many times as black men, as black people, as athletes, as just regular people, where you're guilty, you're guilty, and then your life is completely turned upside down. Your 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 characters assassinated, and you never recover from it. And that's why I gave like just one of many. Uh, Brandon, but we've, seen, like we've
0: seen we've seen Imei Udoka suspended from his coaching responsibilities for having an extramarital affair. That's not a criminal offense. That's not mm-hmm. a criminal accusation. People cheat every day. He got caught up with somebody at work. Was it wrong? Yes. We've seen him suspended and then ultimately lose his job for having an extramarital affair. And you have this 21-year-old basketball player being accused of something criminal and is not only allowed to travel with the team but he's able to play and to practice as if it's a regular day and there's nothing going on that by definition is a double standard and the nba is completely mishandling this situation
1: see that's where i'm with you there so that's where we where we see eye to eye is on the double standard for sure you know and i know there's a lot of people talking about it They're, they're even getting after uh, what was her name? Malika Andrews on ESPN. For Which I she... don't condone. Yeah, I don't condone that either. Um, But like there's a lot of people talking about it. I'm with you there. I'm so with you there on a the double standard. And so now there's a couple. Now there's another conversation that needs to start. This is an opportunity to hold our leagues accountable for this bullshit. I agree with you there 100%.
0: Well, listen, we will keep our eyes open on this situation. As I said, he is currently being investigated by the NBA and the Newport Beach police. As I also said, the Oklahoma City Thunder have no plans of suspending Josh Giddy as of yet. They are leaving the decision and the investigation in the hands of the league. Also, no word from Adam Silver yet on the matter. Um, so we will go ahead and, um, you know, keep our eyes on that. Back to football. Um, we're going to talk the NFC now. We were talking about teams currently on the bubble and if they will make the playoffs when it's all said and done. So we're going to start with the Green Bay Packers right now, five and six, eighth in the NFC. Will they make or miss the playoffs, Brandon? Hmm.
1: Jeez. All right. Let me pull this up. They're going to miss the playoffs, Ashley. I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't have to spend too much time here. (laughs) Um, Hold on, hold on. Ashley, can you pull up the schedule really quickly? That's mm-hmm. what I was trying to do.
0: Okay, Green Bay Packers schedule. Here we go. We have... we have them coming up on the Chiefs at Packers on December 3rd. That's this coming Sunday. Uh, so that's going to be a little bit of a tough one. Packers-Giants maybe winnable. The Giants are just not really cooking. Buccaneers-Packers following that, Packers-Panthers following that on Christmas Eve, Packers-Vikings on December 31st a New Year's Eve game. That's interesting. And then we have Bears at Packers January 7th, and that time is to be decided.
1: All right, so, Ashley, I'm in (coughs) Chicago right now, obviously, for the I Am Iconic tour and um, talking to a lot of Bears fans and, ironically, a lot of Packers fans. And uh, they're asking us about Justin Fields. There's a lot of conversation there. And one of the, it was like two conversations we dove into where they were like, unfortunately feel like the Green Bay Packers found their quarterback. Mm. You look at him the last couple of weeks, Jordan Love, right? And there's something about peaking too soon or peaking at the right time. I'm a, I'm a retract my answer Okay. And I'm going to say that – I don't. I can't even give you an answer, a real answer, and I, and I know I, this sucks, but I wouldn't be surprised if they make it to the playoffs because this is a team that can be the – like when we always talk about that – who's that Detroit Lions team? Who's that Jacksonville Jaguars team from last year The 2005 Pittsburgh Steelers? I'm not saying that Pittsburgh Steelers went on, win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But like they could turn it on, Ashley. I could see them potentially just losing against the Chiefs maybe not maybe not don't i, see. They,
0: uh, I Cause, think cause they miss maybe, it i'm gonna but, go i'm but, sticking okay. with they miss it
1: and I, I know we're supposed to be quick here it's a little bit too ashley, late for green bay but ashley think about it you got philly the dallas cowboys that's uh-huh. two The D- detroit lions Uh huh. minnesota vikings can go the opposite way and now you got green bay moving up so they're both sitting mm. at minnesota six and six green bay at five and six Atlanta wins their division or mm-hmm. the Saints, San Francisco, Seattle. Mm-hmm. So that's six.
0: Maybe Who? they can creep in there. Yeah. They could creep in there. You the NFC is a little bit a little bit lops- top heavy. They could creep in there.
1: I'm gonna say, and and this is just straight like, this is gambling. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say yes.
0: All right. Let's move on. Let's rapid fire these here. We got the Rams at 5-6, and six, ninth in the AFC. We forgot about – in the NFC, I'm sorry. We forgot about the Rams. Do you think that L.A. has a chance to make the playoffs or not? You always have Aaron Donald at that defense. You can never count those guys out.
1: They do. They do, right? Like, they're starting to turn it around a little bit. They have an opportunity. It could come down to the Green Bay Packers or the Rams. So, I absolutely see them uh, having a, a, a chance here. If you look at their schedule, they have the Browns, the Ravens, the Commanders, the Saints, the Giants. 49. No, they, they're not going to make it. Actually, they're not going to make it. They're not going to
0: make, make it. So more faith in Green Bay than you have in yeah, the Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah they're not going to make it. Okay. What? Yeah, no, okay. they're not going to make
0: it. Well, another team that may, is in the conversation right now, sitting at 500, seventh in the NFC. They got Josh Dobbs, and he had two amazing weeks. One not-so-good one, and head coach McConnell says he may or may not be the starting quarterback. He's not – he won't say, which is a little odd. But do they have a chance to make the playoffs? They took that loss, an ugly loss, against the Bears on Monday night, but it wasn't a dramatic one. I mean, it was dramatic, but it wasn't a drastic one. Came down to a field goal. Josh Dobbs did have that clutch touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, Do you think that the magic of Josh Dobbs can take them into the playoffs?
1: Ashley, yes. Ooh, if why? Justin, Justin Jefferson comes back now. He
0: is cleared to come back. He was cleared um, right he after practiced. that Browns game.
1: Did he practice? If he plays, Let's go yes. ahead and
0: look. Keep talking.
1: They got the Raiders. Okay, this week in Vegas. Don't go to the wind. Don't go to the Rhino guys. Don't do none of that. Stay focused. This could be one for y'all. Okay. You got the Bengals. Bengals are struggling. No burrow. The Lions, again, the Lions. So the Lions, the The Packers, report is Justin Jefferson
0: Lions. has been activated from IR, and he will play after the Vikings buy this week. He's playing. Yes, he will play after the Vikings buy.
1: So I'm going to say yes, but that could rearrange. I, I, it can rearrange because we still got time, like the Green Bay Packer situation. Justin Jefferson with Dobbs. Mm-hmm. 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 I like it.
0: All right. Last one. The Saints down in Nola. 5 and six, tenth in the NFC. I just – but you know what? It is a soft division, so anything is possible. But what do you think about the Saints' chance of making it into the postseason?
1: I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's such a whack division.
0: It is. That you know what is. I mean?
1: It's like uh... – because you also got Tampa the Bucks 47. Um, excuse me, what's your name, sir? I'm in Barstool Studio, right? And they they're helping me out a little Doug. bit. Doug. Oh, do, oh, you they can hear you. Yeah. Oh shit. Doug, you should have been you should
0: have a long time ago. <laughs> I'm here, Doug's here.
1: You say hello to Ashley Nicole? Hi, hey, Ashley,
0: what's going on? What's up?
1: Uh, they can't see your video, huh? Nah, it's only on you. Oh, you they, got they got my mic. Yeah, yeah we can hear him
0: not and clear though.
1: All right, this is how we gonna do it, Ashley. I think you'll love it, and, and you'll rock with this. Pick a number, one and five. The number you pick will determine the team that's going to make it to the playoffs out of the NFC West.
0: I'm going with four.
1: No, no, sorry. NFC South. No, not you, Ashley. <laughs> oh. Brian. Okay. Doug. Doug. Oh, sorry. You're good. You're Doug.
0: Okay. You're good. You're good. You told me that Brian's before the too. show.
1: Doug. Okay, Doug. Doug, pick a number one through four. I'll five. rock
0: with four. I like Four?
1: Four? Tampa Bay Bucks.
0: Mmm, I can believe. I what can see I that. Before. I can see that.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like you just close your eyes and pick one, like <laughs> yeah. the, the Falcons. Any,
0: mini, mighty, mo.
1: Right. Really quick, Doug.
0: Uh, it's not the Panthers.
1: You're at here. You work for Barstool, right? Yeah, that's right. And I know you're in like the tech team. Right. Correct. But do you watch sports? Yeah. All right. Well, can can you help Ashley and I out with the NFC um, South? Like, who would you pick? Right. Like, what's going on there? It's tough. Um, I, I would say
0: Falcons, but it's really a toss-up. I, I mean, that's just kind of me watching from afar. But I, it could be one of the worst playoff teams we've seen
1: in a long time. And I think anyone that – because that team would play probably the Cowboys, right, in the first round. Mm-hmm. And that's – I mean, that's just going to be a blowout. So I, I would say Falcons. Falcons. Uh, the team that we actually picked, because you said four, and the way I looked at it, I was like, all right, you got the Falcons at one the uh, Saints at two, the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks at three, and then you have the Panthers at four. You call, you pick four. I was like, all right, the closest thing to four is three. So that's how I got the Tampa. Um, if you look at Tampa's schedule, Ashley, they have the Panthers, they have the Falcons, the Packers, the Jags, the Saints, and then the Panthers again. So they could be in position. We'll
0: see. We shall see. Listen, Brian, can I get a time check? How much time left we got on the clock here? Do I have a two-minute drill this? What's going on? Um, We got a few minutes left in the show, I believe. I could be wrong. Wait on that time check. Listen, my Dallas Cowboys play tonight. Oh, we got a rap show. Brandon, quick mm-hmm. prediction. Thursday night football, Cowboys or Seahawks? Go.
1: Cowboys. Me Cowboys. too. Cowboys.
0: Let's go. Cowboys. MVP. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. How about them boy. How about them cowboys? Here we go. Bye guys. We'll see you next week. Here we go. <laughs>